Այն յուծը, որ այսօր, ես մեմ իրամասին խոսեմ, կուծ է, երբ որ իմ հերթը լինի կարոզելունը, էս նյութը շարունակ եմ. The subject that I want to preach to you today is one that maybe I will continue again in the future when it is my turn again. Եվ այդ մի նյութ է, որ իմ սրտի ստրվել է, թե հայախոսների և թե պարսկախոսների համար պերը։ And this is a subject very close to my heart, both for Armenian-speaking congregation and for the Iranians also. Եվ մի երկուատ կոնվրանցների մեջ էլ խոսեցել եմ տրամասին։ And I have preached this subject in a couple of conferences also. Եվ այդ հոգևոր հոգևոր արդնությունների մասին լսել ենք, որ տարպեր տեղեր աշխարքի մեջ առաջ այկեն։ Չայնաստանում կամ չինումը հենց հիմա արդնություն կամ։ There's a big revival going on in China. Արդեն երկար տարինները Քորյահումը մեծ արդնություն կա, ոչ տեն նորդ Քորյան, Սատ Քորյան։ In Southern Korea there's been a big revival which is ongoing for many years. Եվ եթե դու Քորյա լինեք, ես եղել եմ կանի աղոտքի ժողով են կրում ժամը հինգին, տարիները որ շարունակվում է։ Բրադր էդվարդ հաս բին տու կորիա մենի տայմս, ընդ իվ ու ավեք ատ վայվ ոկլոկ ին դը մորնին, ու ուսի դատ ալ դը չրջիս ար վուլ, ընդ պիպլ ար Հառուզի։ It would not have been believable some time ago that three satellites on 24-hourly basis would be preaching the word of God to Iran. And so many people are converting to Christianity through the work of the satellite. This Friday and the, the two Fridays coming, we are baptizing 30 Muslim background Christians. And many others are preparing to take their baptism. The revival is taking, uh, going on outside Iran also. And praise the Lord that revival is going on amongst our nation in Armenia. And we are praying that there will be a revival taking place amongst the Armenians living in England. We who are the body of Christ and the church of Christ, we need revival and awakening Revival is not for the non-believers, revival is for also believers. Non-believers don't need revival. 
They are spiritually dead and they have to come alive. They need to be alive. But those of us who are believers and are alive sometimes are falling asleep. Allow me to read a portion of the Bible And I'm going to read and then we will ask this question and try and find the answer Romans 13, 11 and 12. Romans 13, 11 and 12. And do this understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. The question I want to put to you today is why the church today needs revival. Why do you and I need revival? First of all, we have to recognize the need, and then in other meetings, we will discuss the ways and what falls. The first reason why we need revival is the state that we find ourselves in. Our souls are dry, are barren. Generally speaking, revival does not take place when the circumstances and the feelings of the believer are all fine. Generally speaking, revival takes place when a believer finds himself in a desert situation. Uh, we can uh, study the example of the prodigal son when he was in his father's home he was fine but when he lived his, left his father's home and he lived by himself realized his emptiness that is when he decided he needed the father to return to the word of God said that suddenly he woke up and he realized that what he had and what he had let go uh, when we find ourselves uh, spiritually very dry and very barren, the only way open to us is to have a spiritual revival. 
uh, in the word of God, uh, our Father Jesus Christ says that um, enviable are those who are uh, poor in heart, poor in spirit. Because the kingdom of God will belong to them. And he continuously talks about spiritual needs in different parts of the Bible. When we realize that we are poor in spirit. And we are broken in his presence. We humble ourselves in his presence. And we confess our emptiness, the void that is in us. And when we confess that, Lord, I am dry. Uh, I feel very dry in this particular area of my life. My prayer life is very dry. When it comes to evangelizing and witnessing to people, my life is barren. My loving relationships are non-existent. And so on and so forth. When we come to that realization, that is the first step we take in revival. Uh, whenever that there's been a spiritual revival, it's been when people have realized uh, the poorness of their spirit. And this is the first step that everyone needs to take. For people to understand that there's a void in them. Uh, uh, there was a big revival in Wales uh, about this preacher about whom many books have been written I'm sure you can find the books and read them uh, many amazing things took place in Wales at that time. And there was a very particular prayer that Roberts and the congregation were praying at that time. And it was a prayer about revival. Do you know what they were praying? Uh, make us broken, Lord. Humble us, Lord. Uh, break our thick skin so that your glory can be manifest. When there's been a spiritual revival, people have become humble and broken. They have put their prides to one side. Those people who had a lot of self-confidence, they felt humbled in the presence of the Lord. And deep, deep repentance has taken place. Underneath this light, everything seems pretty clean. But if the sun were to shine, you would see that the particles of dust are floating in the air. Uh, with my eyes, human eyes, the water seems clear to me. I can't see anything. Even if I put my glasses on, I can't see anything. 
But if we put it under a microscope, we will see that maybe there are little bacteria or amoebas or something floating around. So therefore what we realize, we realize that when we look at ourselves with our own eyes, maybe we don't see that we need revival. And maybe somebody else, when they look at us, they give us lip service, and that is another reason why we feel that we certainly don't need revival. But it is impossible for us to come face to face with the Lord or to sit at His feet and not realize that we need revival. At a time like that, like the tax collectors, we will beat our chest and say, have mercy on us, Lord. And many countries, including England, need this kind of repentance and revival. We see a lot of worship going on, but we don't see many people repenting. Yes, we see many people jumping up and singing and dancing, but you ask somebody, come and repent. Come and be broken, confess your sins, maybe quite a lot would run away. But when revival comes amongst us, we will worship the Lord, but we will have the broken and humble heart and we will have humility in ourselves. The second reason why we need revival uh, the other reason why we need a revival is that the units of righteousness, the standard by which we judge righteousness, have maybe become a little bit diluted. And in so many churches, people are very tolerant of sin. And they avoid giving uh, messages that will be against the sin that people have. Because people don't like to hear about the sins that are they're living in. And they try to justify why they are living in sin. And they try and justify themselves. And they transfer the sort of sin that they live in and they give it a different image. Uh, for example, somebody who's used to lying. If you tell that person face to face you are a liar, he will be very offended. What I'm doing, that's not lying. This is wisdom. I'm being political. I have to approach everything with wisdom. This is not lying. In other words, a liar becomes a political person, very wise person, very capable person. Very easily they dilute what they're doing and give it a different image. Somebody who's in the habit of thieving, you tell them that you are a thief, he will be very offended. 
what I'm doing is not thieving. I'm being clever, I'm being smart. Everyone has to know how to be smart and earn money. So therefore in their eyes, the thief becomes somebody smart. You can see how easily the standard is slipping away. Uh, the one who lives a bad life. You can't say that I'm living a bad life, a dirty life. This is a natural instinct, natural demands of my body. For example, when you need to visit the lavatory, you go. This is another bodily urge that I have. Therefore, a person who's sexually immoral can justify his actions very easily and dilute the standards. Uh, they say that one of the reasons why Billy Graham had so much success in his revival meetings was this. Uh, he wasn't successful because he did a lot of miracles and a lot of healings. Uh, or he talked about, he preached about something that was over and above our understanding and mind. His success was because he stood on the righteousness of God and did not deviate from it. Holiness of God. Uh, and uh, he used to confront sin very severely. Uh, I was listening to one of his uh, preachings, a tape in Amsterdam, and in this particular preaching he was saying, those people who are sexually immoral, they are stupid. And I'm inviting these stupid people to come forward and repent. Many people could have stood up and complained against that or said that he's offended us. And even sue him. But we, in the film we saw the contrary happen. Many young people crying their eyes as they came forward and they confessed their sin. Uh, Billy Graham said in one of his preachings, a very respectable couple came to him and they advised him that you shouldn't uh, attack sin so severely when you're preaching about it. When you say to people you are sinners, that is offensive to some people. Dilute it a little bit. Put it like this, that everyone is capable of making mistakes. We all have faults, we all make mistakes. But don't say that you are sinners in such a severe, harsh way. So, uh, 
And they begin to see the holiness of God the way it's described in the Bible. And that becomes a reason why people want to um, confess their sin, repent of their sin and return to the Lord. Wherever there's been a spiritual revival, they have come to the realization that our God is a holy God. And they have realized what sinners they are. And they have humbled themselves uh, in the presence of His holiness and they have confessed their sins. The third reason why we have to have spiritual revival we need to have the revival because the unity that should exist amongst the believers, the love that should exist amongst the believer is not as it should be. And unfortunately, because uh, believers have lowered their standards, the unity that they should have, the love that they should have for one another has been reduced. And this is... This is why we see amongst believers there are many challenges, there is envy, there is jealousy, there is gossip going on. And all these things show that they are away from spiritual revival. One preacher said uh, one day, why we don't have spiritual revival? A brother was sitting in the corner of the church. He stood up and said, until I make peace with brother John who's sitting in the other corner, there will not be a revival here. Uh, there is a very close connection between our spiritual revival and the relationship that we have with our brothers and sisters. 
It is impossible to say that I have I feel spiritual revival in me but I don't have a good relationship with a brother or a sister. This cannot be. It is it should be impossible for someone who's had spiritual revival for that person not be able to forgive his brother. A person who's had spiritual revival cannot be indifferent to his brother or sister. Or ignore them. When somebody's had spiritual revival, one of the signs is that they start thinking and looking at the people around them and thinking about them. And in every aspect of his relationship, he will try and solve it and improve it. A person like this cannot hold grudges. Often we forget the good things that we've had from that person or to each other. But if a mistake or something wrong has taken place in our relationship between us, we never forget them. Uh, a preacher was traveling with a non-believer. A conflict broke out between them and all of a sudden the non-believers slapped the preacher. And on the sand of the seashore he wrote that on this day this man slapped my face. And they got into a little boat, boat, So the two of them got in the boat, they went into the middle of the sea, and a storm broke out, and the boat capsized. Unfortunately, the preacher could not swim, but the non-believer could, and he saved his life. Then he comes and on a piece of rock he writes that on this day this man saved my life. So then, how is it that when I slapped your face you wrote it on the sand? Now that I have saved your Life, you've written it on a piece of rock. Why? Bad experiences, we should write them on sand so that they can be washed away. But the good things, but the good things have to be documented on rocks so that they can stand forever. But unfortunately, people are not like that. Unfortunately, people who have been friends for 20 years, if something bad happens between them, uh, they hold such a grudge that they totally forget the good things that has happened between them in the last 20 years. 
Isn't this the work of Satan that magnifies the bad things in our lives, uh, in our friends' lives so much? And this is another reason why we need spiritual revival. So that we can maintain good and proper relationship with one another. So that we can love one another the way that the Lord loved us. Because Jesus Christ said that the way we love each other will be the reason why other people will say that we are his When revival comes into our lives, automatically we will repair our relationship with others. Another thing I want to say today, but the rest I will uh, Another reason why we need to have revival. Because we cannot deny the reality of death. Death can overtake us at any instant. Sometimes we think that we are immortal. And we are alive and we will be alive forever. And death is not something that's going to come to us very quickly. Soon. And this is another reason that we feel very confident and secure. And think that we have a lot of time at hand. And uh, we think that we have many things to do for the Lord, but there's plenty of time. Not but, now, later. But later may never come. Some, somebody who likes sleeping likes to procrastinate later in the future. But someone who's awake and alert realizes that time is short. Life is short. And it comes to end very soon. In James says that we are like a steam, that we are here now, but then we disappear. Uh, we are like a flower that today maybe we are a blos- blossom or a bud, but in a few days we can wilt and it have to be thrown away. We need to have this revival. Because we attach a lot of importance to the vain and shallow and empty things of this life. And we don't prepare ourselves for eternity. And we don't want to accept that death can happen to us even though we might be young. I can never forget our brother Paul Rogers who came here on Sunday took part in the communion table and then was with the Lord the same night. Which one of us would have thought that he would have been taken from us so soon and so quickly? 
Nartun Christon yer parkastu. Thank God that he was a revived Christian. And he went to his Lord prepared. But can't something like that happen to us? I'll tell you something funny now. It's funnier in Farsi, but we'll Okay. Angel of death. I think Angel of death is after us. Okay. And this man was running away from angel of death. And the angel of death was chasing him. He was running away from the street. And the, the uh, angel was giving chase. In and out of the traffic, narrow street, but the angel of death was giving chase. He tried to hide himself in a big, busy supermarket. Maybe I'll be hidden here from somewhere. He noticed that there's a uh, baby's pram there. And he wasn't such a big person. He took a lolly in his hand and jumped in the pram. He won't be able to find me now. Started licking the ice, uh, the lolly. Few minutes later, saw that the angel of death is standing beside him. <laughs> I'm tiny, I'm eating my lolly. Never mind, he said, you eat your lolly and together we'll go to daddy. There is no way of escape. When our time has come, we have to go. And this is a reality for every one of us. Somebody who is not spiritually alive never gives thought to this. Because this is why when people uh, visit a cemetery, what do they do? Many people do this. <laughs> what an empty world. <laughs> what have we brought to this life that we can take away with us? But as soon as they leave the cemetery, they start gossiping about the one who died. <laughs> <laughs> the effect of the cemetery is very short-lived. Brothers and sisters, one day we are going to die. We don't know when, where, under what circumstances. 
But God has decided a time where every one of us should be born and should be taken away. We need to be revived so that we can be ready when our death comes to us. Եթե դու ինձի ուզում ես տանես ես արդեն եմ որ ինձի հանդնել ես կատարել եմ քո համար We have to be alert and ready so that we can confess to the Lord and say Father we are ready for you I have done what you committed me to do I'm ready Առաջից կինը Անահիթը 25000-ատ ավետարան եւ Հիսուսի ֆիլմ ամեն օր տարիներ էր որ այդ գործանում էր տվավ տարբեր մուսուլմանների եւ նրանց վկայա Uh, Brother Edward's first wife Anahit had distributed 25000 Bibles and films about Christ over many years. Nuinit nach kan vor operational ner bizhishkin asav yes kezi petke mat pat kam tam. And before the surgeon was going to operate on her that I had she said I have a message to give to you. Yev nram vkayet avetaran film tvav yev asav himatarin ti operation. She witnessed to him and gave him the a bible and the book of jesus and said now i'm ready to yeah, be operated on and the surgeon came to brother edward and what type of a wife you have i have never come across a patient like this i consider myself a patient a sick she wanted to heal me որտեղ նրան ասել էր որ շատ ավելի վտանգավոր հիվանդություն քանսերից կա որ դու բռնված ես նրանով եւ Հիսուս Քրիստոսն է կարող գետի ազատել Because she had pointed out to the surgeon that there is a disease far worse than the cancer that I have and unfortunately you are a victim of to that disease and only Jesus Christ can deliver you from it For that reason we can see that she was ready because she was alert and revived բայց հիմա մենք մեծանից հարցնենք եթե աստված հենց այս գիշեր մեզի տանի մենք պատրաստ If we ask the question if our life is to be taken from us tonight Էլ մենք երկրորդ առիթ չունենք ասենք դեր մի անգամ էլ սկզբից թող սկսենք ինձ ուղակիր հիմա այդ երկրորդ անգամ առիթ տուր ինձի ապրելու համար We don't have a second chance we can't bargain with the Lord and say just give me one more chance to live again Եղբայրներ քույրեր մենք կարիք ունենք արտանալու Brothers and sisters we need to be revived. Որտե մահմատ իրականությունը Because death is a reality. Եվ մահվանից հետո մենք առիթ չունենք այլևս. And after we died we dead there is no opportunity anymore. Ես ասում եմ քանի որ ժամանակ կա եւ ցերեկը ես պետք է իմ հորս գործերով զբաղվեմ. Jesus Christ said that while it's light I have to be doing my father's will. Որտե ժամանակ կկա որ արդեն էլ Գիշեր կասնի եւ ոչ մի բան չի լինի անել Because the time will come when it will be dark and I cannot do anything anymore Ես ուզում եմ իմ խոսքս վերջացնեմ In conclusion I want to say Մի հատ շատ կարևոր ամար ենք ասում ամար ինչ են ասում հայերեն I think նրանք որ եթե մեկ հոգի այս երկրի վրա 
If somebody lives for 70 years, some people live longer, some people live shorter. If we take the average at 70 years of age, out of those 70 years, 23 years, every person is asleep. You see how we spend our time. Out of 70, 23 years, we are sleeping. 16 years, we are working. And we have to work. But we all we do that so that we can live and eat nothing spiritual. And they have calculated that eight years we spend in watching films, recreation, videos and so on. Six solid years we spent eating. And it's been calculated that in that time we eat 75,000 tons of food. What a stomach we have. Six years we spent traveling. We spent that time in buses, in trains, in aeroplanes, sitting in traffic. Another six years goes like that. Another five years we spent enjoying ourselves differently. We spent two solid years of our life buying clothes and dressing up. Uh, naturally, for women, two years isn't enough. It's longer. Yes, because we have to allow for them the length of time they spend in front of and if we calculate the statistics that these people have after doing all these things only six months is left for prayer and worship and that depends if they are prepared to give the six months and you can see that some people even don't give themselves one hour for their spiritual life. Do you think this will be the pattern of somebody who's had spiritual revival? This will be his timetable? It should not be so. But unfortunately, mostly it is so. This is why we should have a Bible. 
Because we are wasting our life away with empty, futile things and we give very little time to what that matters. Some people say that if I can just have a foothold in heaven, if I'm just a porter, that is good enough for me. Other people like the pastor, like Brother Charles, others have to really try so hard to push these people into heaven. Brother Edward doesn't want to be a porter in heaven. I don't, he doesn't want us to be one either. If we can shine there, why should we like a match? Why should we like a little candle? If the opportunity is given to us to have a light that is shining, why should we be in a poor state? My dear brothers and sisters, we only have one life. And there is no other way, no other chance. And the Lord is inviting us. Time is short. As we read, I want to remind you again. The time has come for us to awaken from our slumber. Let us pray. Let us think and meditate upon what we've heard and analyze ourselves. My intention was not to take your hope away. I want to encourage you instead. I want to create a zeal in you. So that you don't waste your time and your lives. We don't want to spend our time and life with futile things. To be useful for the Lord. Anywhere that we have done damage, rebuild that. Where we have fallen short to complete that. Where we have been called to be on fire again. Where we have failed to stand up and persevere. Where we have been weak to become strong. Where we have been inadequate to stand up and try again. Where we have been in slumber, wake up. And say, Lord, I want to be an awakened Christian. I want to be a Christian that I'm forever ready. When you come for me or when you call me for something to say, yes, Lord, I'm ready. To say that I've done what you committed me to do.
Let us pray quietly and say, Lord, give me a revival. Can we pray from the bottom of our hearts, say, open the eyes of my spirit, Lord, so that I will be awakened and revived. Can we say to the Lord that, Lord, I want to obey you and have a revival? Heavenly Father, work in us through your Holy Spirit. So that every one of us will realize that we need a spiritual revival. I'm praying that you will visit us. Meet with us. And allow us to analyze what we heard today with your eyes. So that the desire will come in us that we don't want to be a believer who is in slumber all the time. But we want to be awakened and revived. I don't want to live for carnal pleasures. I want to live for you and for your mission. And to be useful for things that matter in eternity. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.